0: You don't have to repaint the prison, okay? You don't need to put pictures on the walls, you know, cut the weeds outside the the bars just to make it a bit of a prettier view. You don't need to, you know, get a nice, comfier couch in there, you know, get a bigger TV. You need to open the door and walk yourself out, okay? Just open the door and walk yourself out. Where are you walking yourself out to? Back into here, back into the moment, 100%. Hello and welcome to the Mind Detox podcast. Here we're going to discover a new way to think, feel and heal while exploring our spiritual side. This podcast includes highlights from my online club and academy meetings, expert interviews, guided meditations and more. All so that you can cure the cause and master peace. For today's episode, I share a highlight from one of my online club meetings, which you can join at minddetox.club. I begin by sharing how, during the past year, we've had many of our classical ideas of freedom challenged, and how we have a rare opportunity to go beyond fear by finding the true source of freedom. Stay tuned, because I reveal the mechanics of personal imprisonment and what we can do right now to liberate our life. Well, hello and welcome to this uh, Clubcast with me, Sandy. Uh, and I'm really excited that you've come to join me to uh, start your personal March to Freedom. It's March and uh, I wanted to talk about freedom because let's let's be honest, you know, we've been t- touching upon it throughout the year, but the last year has been pretty challenging for, for freedoms. Let's be honest, okay. Um, Many of the freedoms that we took for granted uh, aren't currently here. And this could date the video, but I still think if you keep listening, because we're going somewhere with this, uh, which is timeless. Um, But, you know, personally, um, I was you might remember I was marooned in Mexico for seven months, unable to get back to my house. Um, I had to cancel my wedding. Many conferences that I had lined up, some of the, the biggest conference I was ever going to do, uh, got cancelled uh, this this uh, in the past year, and uh, what else happened? Um, normally this time of year I'm somewhere else, but we can't go right now, uh, and I'm not seeing my parents in over a year, and they're in their mid seventies, and it's tricky, you know. And um, so we've all had personal impacts. I'm sure if we went around, we could all list five to ten ways that we've all had our personal freedoms impacted? And uh, please don't go into in the chat box. I don't want us to focus on that right now. But it, I just want to kind of put into context that the classical freedoms, the classical idea of freedom, has certainly uh, been challenged. Now, when I say classical, let's talk about the definition. And, and when I was preparing for this webinar, um, it was interesting because I, I, right back at the beginning of this club, back in 2016, I did a webinar called Liberated Living with the guys there. And I watched that the other day and I was thinking, "Wow, some elements are completely the same, but also we've moved on quite a bit uh, since then as well. But I did then as well and um, touch upon the definition of freedom. I think it's important to understand the classic before we go into the more alternative uh, experience and, and relationship with freedom. So the classic definition of freedom is that is it's the power to act, speak and think as one wants. the power to act, speak, or think as one wants. Well let's let's look at that for a second. I mean it's pretty fair to say that all of them have been challenged uh, in recent uh, times. the ability to act. so the ability to do what you want, go to work, go to go to travel, uh, go to the cinema, go to the shops or whatever. and how you go about that, uh, has been challenged. Certain restrictions have come into play. Um, certain uh, hoops we have to jump through, or quite frankly, you uh, you uh, risk uh, arrest if if <laughs> if you try to do these basic uh, things. So that's been challenged. The power to speak and, and think. Well, there's a lot of censorship going on. Have you noticed? There's a lot of people getting deleted for just saying stuff that uh, that uh, is a reasonable question. You know, questioning the narrative, questioning what we're being taught, looking at uh, more sides of a story than just uh, what is being presented. But if you try to go out there and and talk about that, well, cancel culture is going to come your come knocking, and you're going to end up potentially deleted, just just erased because you don't have the freedom to say that at the moment. I don't believe this is going to be a, a long-term thing. I think this is a blip in the journey of humanity, um, but. It is quite fascinating that if you di- dissect the classical um, definition of freedom on all three counts, because in a way, if you're not able to speak it, you're not really—you shouldn't really be thinking it either. You know, let's be honest. You know, you, they're trying to. Uh, there's certain powers that be at be the moment that want to control what we're doing, what ha- what we're saying, and even what we're thinking. And if you're not careful, you could feel really unfree. Within the context of that sort of uh, world and environment. Don't worry, we're going somewhere nice. It's not all doom and gloom, but I think we have to start with a reality check as to the classical ideas of what freedom is. Talking of which the next part of the definition of freedom, the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. Well, there you go. (laughs) We could talk about that for about 13 weeks have any of humanity been imprisoned recently. Now, obviously, it's not the classical idea, lock and key in a jail, but we have been invited or strongly invited to not leave our houses unless it's for a reason and we have to justify our reason for ever wanting to do something other than uh, get some food or whatever. So imprisoned and enslaved. So we've all had our freedoms challenge. And so I really want to do the march to freedom. You might go, well, why do it now? We've been going through this for a year. You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. They've told us that they're going to release us uh, soon if we do what we're told and we, you know, get the, the do the thing and do this, that and the next thing and get the, the paperwork that proves it and the or, or the electronic uh, whatever. You know, what I'm talking about So anyway. Why talk about this now? It's because I think we don't want to miss an opportunity. Even if things do start opening up, it would be a wasted opportunity to go through this entire year and not find the true source of freedom. Not try to find the true uh, source of freedom. Because although the classical idea of freedom is largely focused on the external, you know where I'm going with this, if you really want freedom, we've got to find it on the inside. We've got to look for the place where true freedom lies because if we find it there, then nobody and no rule, no regulation, no restriction, no lockdown can take it away. Now I don't know if it's just my Scottish roots but the amount of times I've heard William Wallace in my head over the last year, you know that phrase where he's saying you can take our lives but you can't take our freedom or something like that in a way. He, he makes me uh, embarrassed at how I've, I'm losing my Scottish accent the way, he, the way he talks. But anyway, where is freedom found really? Well, this is where it really, really jumped out at me when I was looking at the dictionary definition I just mentioned. This idea of the prison and being imprisoned or enslaved. Who here would like to be imprisoned, and enslaved? Hands up. Nobody. Cool. That's because in our hearts, we want to be free. We were born free. We know we're free. We know freedom is possible. And that is probably why people, we are usually in the society punished by taking our freedom away, because it's the greatest thing that we should really be striving for. And I believe on a moment-to-moment basis, making sure that we are prioritizing our freedom because it's the most important thing. And that's one of the reasons I believe why it is withdrawn as a form of punishment in the society at the moment. And I hope as humanity awakens, we're going to see that separation, isolation is actually not the way to help someone who clearly has a problem if they're doing things in society that that is deserving of punishment. Actually, it's deserving of how do I help this person experience more peace, love, connection, oneness, worthiness. But that's a that's a time that's a story for another day, probably. But let me not get distracted. Being imprisoned or enslaved. Where is the real prison? And where is our real freedom? The real prison is our mind. Now I'm not trying to be all negative about the mind, but let's be let's call a spade a spade for a second. <laughs> okay. Where do does the inner experience of Um, imprisonment and enslavement come from and can it exist without mind would be a question. If you don't believe the first statement, can it exist without mind? When you're fully present, when you're resting in the unbounded, infinite self, there's no sense of boundaries, there's no sense of limitations, there's no fear, there's no captivity and there's no enslavement. Because most people are walking around slaves to their mind. We talked about it in the mind detox course, the the juggernaut of judgments. Remember that bit, the juggernaut of judgments in the mind detox course on the on the club. If you haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. It's on the club hub uh, resources. Juggernaut is a word that comes from two Sanskrit words. Um, and it basically means to be enslaved, to, to have a master, um, to be a slave to a master. And uh, most people are slaves to, to what their mind is telling them. Okay. they are The mind judges. We know it judges. But we are like, oh, you know, we, we, we can believe it. And, and we can have that mind starting to really uh, govern us. That voice in our head telling us what to do, how to feel, what we're capable of, what we can do, what we can't do. The best way for an external society to imprison a population is to have them imprison themselves through fear. Through their own voice doing the work for them. (laughs) Doing their own inner voice, uh, making them believe that they aren't. One of the biggest things I believe humanity is going through is that they're they're having an opportunity and an invitation to find true freedom and to find that they actually don't have to wait for someone else to give them permission, permission to be experience love, to experience peace, to experience uh, the most adventurous uh, of lives. So, outside the prison of the mind is this infinite, unbounded, pristine, perfect heaven, and I use that word intentionally. Inside the mind, it can become a bit of a hell for some people, and um, it can become full of judgment and self-criticism and self-violence and uh, resistance and perpetually waiting for something different, better, improved, fixed. One day I'll be there, one day I'll be worthy, One, one day I'll be enough, one day I'll be lovable. One day I can relax, but until then I have to run for my life, proving and improving myself to be worthy of this, uh, what I actually already am. So to be free, I believe we need to um, unlock the door, realize we already had the key and walk out, walk out of the mind. Now don't get me wrong guys, if you're new, I'm not just you know demonizing the mind or saying the mind is bad, but definitely it becomes unhelpful and and, and um, a prison if we do not have a healthy relationship with our mind. If we when we if we get to a point where we start believing that we are our mind and we are the voice in our head and we are become a slave to it because we just do and feel everything that it tells us to do or feel, then we have become enslaved by, believe it or not, something that isn't even real, something that doesn't even have power. We give it power. We are the source of power. And if we ever feel powerless, we are the ones that are giving it away. Whether that's conscious or not, we are giving our power away. And I think again, humanity is coming to see that the powers that be aren't as powerful as we thought. In fact, just because they wear a little outfit or they have a little badge or, or whatever. They're just a person, too, in fancy dress. <laughs> but we give that concept par. We've been conditioned and raised to give that. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about um, going to your streets and, and you know, whatever anarchy or whatever that, however, it can be helpful at times. I'm not saying that we have to become anarchists, anarchists, uh, to, uh, in in this conversation okay I'm not I'm not recommending that necessarily but what I am saying is that we first of all have to wake wake up and see where we're giving our power away and where we're giving our freedom away Uh, because then we're actually back in a position where we can actually find freedom irrespective of what is going on uh, in our external world and irrespective of of what's happening okay I, I personally have experienced the most free year of my entire life one of the reasons was I got to see the, the last bits of the external world which I was giving my freedom away to, the last bits that I was relying on out there that I was still using without realizing I was using to justify uh, my freedom and to give me happiness. One time was when we couldn't get back to the house. We couldn't get back home and, and I was just, you know, we're stuck in Mexico. And yes, you might go well, you're stuck at the beach. Stop complaining. However, And I admit that a little bit, but there was still a point, you know, I I remember one of my darkest moments, one of the biggest moments of my entire life was on a rich meditation retreat many years ago. And I was on a, uh, um, I was curled up in suffering. I was completely being beaten up by, by my mind to the point I just wanted, I I couldn't live with it. I was like this ache in my core. But guess what i was experiencing that ache in my core sitting on a sun lounger in the caribbean and it was like it made it even worse to be honest because there was this like no escape at all like at least if it was like in a bad place and the weather was bad or the or whatever i could justify my suffering but it was so clear at that moment that i this this voice was the cause of, of my suffering at the moment in time because I know no right to be suffering. I should be happy. <laughs> every magazine and every uh, media and every, you know, um, tourist. Uh, I don't even know if they have these. Uh, you know when you used to go to like a place where you buy holidays and, you, and all of them are like on the beach and it's like you'll be happy here. Spend your money and travel there and you'll be happy there. You know, and I'd done that and I wasn't happy. In fact, I was suffering. And so that was a really big moment. Um, in my personal life and I had another one last year when I when I it was clear that we did not have a clue when we would get home And I saw this thought of I'll be happy when I get home And I was like, whoa No, I won't I absolutely won't That's just a thought I'll get home and if I listen to this voice, it'll find something wrong about there, too And then I'll be happy once I get back to the beach, you know And that's what the mind does. It constantly throws our happiness, our peace, our joy, our love. The results of what we believe freedom is. Into the future. Because let's face it, what do I mean by that results of freedom is? We believe if we're completely free, able to do what we want, we have all the money in the world, we have all that, you know, all that sort of stuff. Then, then I'll be happy then I'll be at peace. Then I can relax. But it's just a story. And it's a thinking pattern that if we don't transcend, it will just kick in later, you know. So. To be free, we must reduce the reasons to need to leave the present moment. I've said this before, but I'm going to say again, our freedom exists right now. It resides right now. It's right here. We are in the, the we are in freedom. Okay, here, always the context of imprisonment is freedom. Okay. The context of the mind is absolute peace. It's already here and any voice that tries to tell you, you can experience it until is lying to you. Okay. Let's just keep it really simple. Not just some of the voices. You don't have, you don't have to, have to figure out which one is true or not. All of them, anyone that's postponing your freedom is lying to you. Now, it's not intentionally lying, it's just a little bit misguided because the mind has never been here. Let me repeat, the mind has never been here. (laughs) Never been here. So it doesn't know. So it assumes it has to be somewhere else because it can't experience it in its world. Okay. So just assume if it's telling you, no, 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 I can't be happy when this is happening in the world, when this might happen in my future, when I currently can't do this. When this is happening in my relationship, this is happening in my bank balance or whatever, it's not true. It's just not true. And if we just assume that, then we're actually, we're empowered and we're actually able to do something about it. Okay. So what happens because the mind doesn't know how to experience freedom now? You know, the mind is limitation. The mind is the construct. The mind is the walls in which a person uh, lives uh, within. So if we want to get out of the mind and get back into paradise, um, then uh, we need to know how to to stop being so distracted by it. We need to be willing to reduce the reasons. And this march to freedom, this challenge I'm setting you, is going to do that if you play along. It will reduce the reasons you need to leave paradise. It will reduce the reasons why you feel justified to leave paradise and jump back into the prison of the mind with its restrictions, its fears, its limitations and all that sort of stuff. We, I need you to hear this because it will so simplify your journey and speed up your journey. If you really, really hear this, okay, you don't need to fix, you don't have to repaint the prison. Okay. You don't need to put pictures on the walls, you know, cut the weeds outside the the bars just to make it a bit bit of a prettier view. You don't need to, you know, get a nice, comfier couch in there, you know, get a bigger TV. You don't, it's not a, you need to open the door and walk yourself out. Okay. Just open the door and walk yourself out. Where are you walking yourself out to? Back into here, back into the moment, hundred percent. Okay. Don't leave any of you in the prison. Of intent, it's a bit of an intense analogy, but is it is it is it landing? Is it okay? Does it sound? Ne- I didn't mean to come negative. It's I think it's a an important analogy to really to 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 to, to emphasize the importance of what we're talking about here. We need to reduce the reasons to leave the present moment because ultimately, complete freedom is right here. Okay, right here. So why do we leave here? That's a good question. Thank you so much for Nick. Thanks, Nick, for asking that. Why do we leave here? It's a very good question. We leave here to control something. So that we can be free later once we've done everything we need so that we think that we need so we can be free eventually, uh, happy, peaceful or whatever. We leave the moment to control something. Okay. if you just didn't need to control anything right now. There'd be no reason to leave the moment. There'd be nothing to think about. It's incredible if you try it. And don't take my word for it. Really prove me wrong. If you give it a shot, you're going to see there's a direct relationship with needing to control stuff. and need to think about stuff. The compulsion to leave the moment and, and go into the mind. There is a direct correlation between control and freedom. In fact, my sports teacher said to me years ago, the opposite of control is freedom okay so there's like this spectrum almost um that uh, the more in which you need to control stuff the less free you are why because the more you need to control stuff so that you're okay the more you're controlled by whatever you think needs to be a certain way for you to be okay said differently the more you're okay irrespective of what's going on like your teflon and your Unshakable, rock solid peace, the more you can be that way, the more free you are. Because life can happen, but you're okay. If that person can decide they don't like you. Doesn't matter. I don't mean to sound cold hearted there, but I would say you don't suffer from it. Let's put it that way, okay? A rule comes in outside, but you're still completely free. Does not expect, It does not affect your peace one iota, but the more we need to fix, change and improve things, so it's exactly how we've been conditioned to believe it needs to be for us to be okay, then the less free we are. Why? Because we're being controlled by control, believe it or not. There's a little controller in there trying to control everything and it's controlling us. And that's the irony of control we think we're controlling stuff in order to have more choices and to order to have more freedom and peace and love and joy and whatever. But the irony is by doing what that control is telling us, we're actually being controlled by the unseen controller. Okay. Does it make sense so far guys? So is the inner controller controlling you? Is the inner is there an inner controller is there a controller in there? If there isn't, there'll be, you'll already be, Perpetually here and experiencing unbounded peace, unconditional love, unbounded freedom. Okay, so if there's anything less than that, there's still a little bit of controller there, and it's okay. We all have them. Okay, don't worry about it. But we first need need to see it so that we can surrender it and 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 go beyond it. Okay, so is there a little controller in there that's actually controlling you? And had you seen that from that perspective before, that the controller is actually controlling you? You're not your mind. You're not all the stuff that it does. Caroline says, control is my middle name. <laughs> Maybe that's what the C stands for in my name too. Who knows? Um, no, it's actually a good old Campbell. Yeah. Campbell. That's what the C stands for in my name. Um, Campbell. Is it too late to change your name? Cause like a sentence of the day, like my original name is Alexander, Campbell Newbigging. That's a pretty good name, right? And then someone, someone along, the, along the way called me Sandy and it's like, I like Alexander. But anyway, um, let's not go there. I'm not going to try and con- I'll be happy, irrespective of the name. Don't worry. But uh, anyway, did, did you know I once changed my name by Depot and then changed it back? Because I realized I'd been a complete idiot. Did anyone? Did, is, is, have you ever heard that story? <laughs> it's too embarrassing. I'm not going to tell you. Well, if you're very good. I might share the story at the end. But anyway, um, yeah, it, I, I once changed my name because I thought it was my name at that point. You're not your name, thank God. Um, anyway, let's, not, let's keep going. So, control. We need to be willing to let go of this control. What causes the control? Um, conditioning. We're conditioned to control stuff. Now, we've been conditioned to, uh, as to what a good life looks like. Uh, if you've been around for a while, you'll know Catherine says, did you change your name to Obi-Wan? Um, no, I didn't. No, it was even more embarrassing than that. Um, we've been conditioned to control stuff. We've been we've been taught through our years, right from year dot, um, that uh, what what a good life looks like, what a successful life looks like. Sandra, you have been taught what a good Sandra life looks like. What sort of house you should be in, what sort of car you should drive, what sort of money you should have, what sort of person you should hang out with or be married to or whatever, um, what sort of environment, what sort of holidays to go on. And we've been condo- conditioned in the nitty-gritty of the day as well, like what's a good thing that happens and what's a bad thing that happens. And so through all that conditioning we've uh, ended up feeling the need to control every orifice of existence so that it fits our ideas of what a good and free life looks like that control leads to conflict conflict is where we end up either uh, resisting um, what's happening because we believe it's uh, wrong bad worse negative should not be happening or and we' we're, and're we're, and we're resisting that because we've been conditioned to be attached to something else happening instead so conflict is formed by kind of two opposing best friend forces. They're kind of the same coin, just opposite sides of the same coin, resistance and attachment. Okay. And I'd love for you to see in your own experience, if this is true for you, that if you have any sort of unease problem, anything other than paradise and peace this week, are you in a conflict with something? Is there something you're resisting? Because you're attached to something else happening instead. Are you unwilling to have the experience that life has just brought you? Is there a conditioned unwelcomeness to this, whatever this might be? The thing with conflict, it's a habit. I'm pretty sure no one wakes up in the morning and says, today I want to be in conflict as much as possible. I want to hurt myself. I want to create myself lots of anxiety and fear and upset and tension. I want to reduce my years on planet Earth through all the stress and the degrading of my cells because I'm so much in conflict uh, with life. You know, guys, I'm actually 78 years old. You know, if you just don't be in conflict, it's really good for the skin and... Nobody wakes up in the morning wanting to be in conflict. I've asked a million not <laughs> I've asked a lot of people, thousands of people, definitely. What do you want more than anything else? If you had a magic wand and you could have one thing, what would you ask for? Hands up. How many people wanted conflict? Nobody wants conflict. Nobody wakes up wanting conflict. Even in an, argu- in an argument, which they're really desperate to win, they don't want the argument, really. Everyone I've talked to wants peace, love, joy, freedom, liberation, to know who they really are, to experience oneness with Source, to know God, or whatever word they might use. It's never conflict, <laughs> it's, it's weird. So that's why I want to do this challenge with you, because it's not like we're doing on purpose, but if we all kind of bring our focus to really wanting to do something about it, to like make it like a genuine challenge, a thing that we're playing with right now, then maybe when it, if they do pop up in your day, you're going to have the focus and the invitation to do something about it then and there. OK, so it's OK if it pops up. If a conflict presents itself. How do you know you're going to be in conflict? Well, like I say, you're not going to be in peace or paradise. You're going to be experiencing some sort of tension, some sort of negative emotion. Um, anger is a, or frustration, discontentment, uh, guilt, regret, some sadness, uh, fear. They're all symptoms of separation. They're all symptoms of, of conflict. Okay, that makes sense? So it's it's going to be pretty easy. Uh, if you're worried about something, conflict. If, if anything in your past is unresolved, there's a conflict there. Uh, it just means that you're still resisting it because you're still attached to something else happening instead, okay? So anything that might be unresolved in the past, also a conflict. Um, it shows up everywhere and it's, a, it's really good news because it really simplifies our journey. Because freedom is ex- increased as we reduce resistance. Freedom is increased as we appease our attachments. Freedom is increased as we clear our uh, conflicts. And freedom is ultimately maximized when we've minimized our need to control uh, what's happening. Okay? Now, this doesn't mean you can't have preferences. Like I say, it doesn't mean you don't, you just give up um, on, on trying to achieve anything or doing it with your day. I'm not saying just give up and you might as well just sit on the couch. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, as you go about your day, I'm inviting you to have a complete harmony with what is, with what's showing up, right now, whatever it's showing up. And the degree to which there isn't harmony is the degree to which there's going to be some kind of conflict, resistance, attachment, judgment. Um, you're going to be kind of stepping back into the uh, through the doors of the of of our own mind-made prisons. So. Freedom ultimately is the willingness to experience anything, Um, not not just the willingness but the excitement to experience anything, the celebration to experience anything um, and the ability to do so without suffering. Um, Freedom is the willingness to experience anything and the ability to do so uh, without Suffering and I, and I had to add that bit after a couple of years of sharing the first part of that quote because I tell someone freedom is a willingness to experience anything and they'd almost get some body armor on and their sword and their shield and They'd be like come on then life. I give me your best shot Now if you're still kind of living like that You've kind of missed the point of purifying your perception so that you can see beyond uh, problems and um, you're, you're kind of still perceiving a world as a me against the world or me against life or me against others. And like this, this, you know, you know, this kind of inner warriors, um, you know, this, this is not the, it's the path of the hero, but it's not the path of, of like, fighting uh, life. Um, it's actually a path of, of loving everything. Um, now, that's pretty hard how do you love everything well don't try and love everything like you know from your head is a good place to start <laughs> cuz if you try to love everything from your head it's going to be pretty hard because your your mind is, operates from judgment uh, so you don't don't try and look for loving everything there i might you know we talked about that last month see previous uh, love theme uh, videos and stuff um, but we're here to recognize that we are not separate from source and everything is source. Um, and that's our belief. That is absolute reality. Um, you cannot uh, love the creator while hating creation. Or vice versa. They're one and the same. Okay. And we we have front row seats at this thing called creation. I was having this conversation with one of my great clients earlier. He's an amazing guy. And, um, uh, oh, what were we talking about before I forget that? We were talking about creation. Yeah, I said, um, if, uh, if before you got this human body, before like, you know, they're kind of, you're somewhere in the ethers or whatever, right? And imagine like there's like uh, jobs being given out, okay? Um, and there's this job and and, and it's like, you're looking through the, 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 the jobs for humans, you know, like uh, what, what you're gonna do when you get here, right? And um, in the classifieds, one of it says, Observer of Creation. I think I would have circled that with my red pen and go, yeah, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll go there and be the observer of creation. That sounds really good. Now, why am I saying this? Because that's ultimately what we're here to do, I believe. We're here to observe and experience creation as it's creating. Not interfere so much, not resist it so much, not judge the hell out of it so much, but actually welcome it and be willing to experience whatever is being created. Because ultimately, the creator is creating, creation is creating, <laughs> and we have front row seats at this thing. It's it's pretty marvelous. But unfortunately, we leave the just the observing and the creating of creation, and we start talking about it and judging the hell out of it, and it becomes like the the the, the brightness and the awe of it, and the adventure and the magic and the mystery of it, and. It seems to get faded the more we go into this and start, well, this sucks. <laughs> this isn't what I thought it should be. This is wrong, bad, worse, negative, you know. It was better later or it was better earlier. Why did I not make that better decision last time or earlier? And if I would just done something differently, it would be different now. And we're all in here missing this wonderful uh, creation. So we are here to welcome it. I'm not saying you have to agree with it, to welcome it. But you at least want to play with the possibility that or pretend that you Plan for everything that happened. (laughs) Just play with the possibility that everything happens in the next month is actually what you wanted. Um, Does that mean you have to accept stuff that you don't agree with? Absolutely not. I'm currently not in line to do anything right now, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not. uh, I I, I don't uh, choose to do that myself. Um, And I believe we still have the freedom uh, to choose. Uh, So. if I get new information, I might come to a new conclusion and I may, may, might make a bit different decision. So I'm not stuck to that position, but at the current time with the information I have available, I will not be choosing um, to do such a thing. So there is a point to what I'm saying. You don't have to say yes to everything. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to just be like, well, you know, this is what's presenting. You know, you can have preferences and you can use discernment in this, but the suffering happens if you start an internal fight with it. And there's a difference. Okay. It's this inner fight, um, this inner resistance, this inner attachment, this inner conflict and control. Um, And here's the cool thing. All of that suffering happens when the thing we're worried about or annoyed about or whatever isn't even happening yet or anymore. (laughs) Isn't that the funny thing? You know, I know a lot of people have been worried for months and it's not happened. At any point in that few months, so I'd say that's a bit of a wasted worry. To be honest, you know, you can know and confer- it Be you can know what you know and th- commit to a decision that you're willing to change in the future with better information or whatever. But why go through all that struggle and suffering and negativity and energy-draining um, stuff? You see where we're going with this, guys. So it's just this welcoming it, welcoming. So we are at peace irrespective of what's happening. We are free from our mind. We are free from judgment. We are free from the fear of how we might feel. We're, we're free from our the, the, the having to manage our energy all the time and emotions all the time. Um, we're free from needing people to uh, think certain things about us and feel certain things towards us um, for us to be OK. Um, we 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 we're, we're free <laughs> we're free